0: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at Valley Ranch. The Dallas Cowboys select Byron Jones. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus.
1: Indeed, the Draft Show is on the air from from Lucas Oil Stadium here, the site of the 2016 NFL Combine. I'm Brian Broadus, along with Dane Brugler, CBS Sports and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh of 105.3, the fan, my my scouting buddy during the week and rival on the weekends when we Mm -hmm. argue about these players. And Kevin Turner also from 105.3, the fan, a little bit more apologetic about why he doesn't like a particular player, unlike Jeff. So, Gentlemen, welcome to day one of the Combine. Snowing outside, nice and toasty in here for some draft talk. Uh, Have the running backs, the offensive line, and the specialists uh, on tap today. No workouts, all interviews. Uh, That's something we'll be talking about today. I want to get your feeling on those guys, maybe what we expect uh, tomorrow. I want to also give fans the opportunity out there, uh, to get a hold of us we don't have our phone lines up like we do in the swbc mortgage studios uh, but we do have the ability to have uh, at the draft show if you follow us on twitter uh, we've been putting a lot of stuff out uh, this seems like this is going to be the time every day that we'll be able to do this show which will be uh, five o'clock central time so if you want to get a hold of us it's at the draft show for a question i'll make sure the panel gets it but uh, dane i'll start with you um uh, Offensive line, it started off initially, okay, we got the specialists trickling through, right. and then and all of a sudden then we got a few other guys, a few offensive linemen, and then there was some big-time offensive linemen, big, some big-time uh, tackles that made an appearance in that room today.
2: Right, and the first day is always about the three M's, the medicals, the measurements, and then the media. That's when they all come uh, strolling into the media room, and we get a chance to really pick their brain about how the process is going and you know, just kind of get a feel for them as people and for a lot of these players the seniors we've seen them at the senior bowl or some other all-star events but for the underclassmen it's really our first chance to talk to them up close and and you know kind of throw questions at them and so that was the case with Laramie Tunsell who uh, the projected number one overall pick, the favorite to go number one overall. And he made a strong case why the Tennessee Titans should pick him, saying he is the best when you talk about uh, the ta- the best uh, tackles in this draft. So uh, I thought he was convincing. He was great. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, uh, not as impressive during uh, his interview, kind of talked about. Uh, someone asked him, what do you hope to prove today? and he really harped a lot on the fact that there are some questions out there about his effort, his competitive fire. Uh, it, you know, does he have? Uh, does he love football? Basically, and so he he harped on that quite a few times. And, and so, and there has been that question out there. So that's something that Ronnie Stanley is aware of, and something that he's going to try and prove to scouts and NFL teams this week during the interview process.
1: Jeff your thoughts though you you had you came in you know pre-show talking a little bit about some of these running backs and really what you you know we you know the the questions about Tunsell and Stanley and those guys but you got a shot to talk to a couple of running backs today
3: yeah and i thought for for me there was one guy in particular because i think at the combine it's a great opportunity for a lot of these players where there's certain things you get to see on tape or that we get to see on tape when we watch these guys, and there's certain things that teams don't ask guys to do. So for Alex Collins, the guy from Arkansas, who I think we all really like as a runner, right, downhill guy, decisive, powerful, not going to quit, like really like him as a runner. And so he was up there on his podium, and we're, we're talking to him about the other facets of his game, and he talked about taking pride in the, in the pass protection. And he talked about how excited he is to come out here and show off catching the football. Because that's one of the things that, you know, we, we make notes on him. When we first watched him, we're like, man, that's a really good runner. really like the way he runs the football. But you don't really see him block a lot. You don't really see him catch the ball a lot. And he made the note, he's like, I never dropped one. Yeah. yeah. And it, So for a guy like that to, to sort of dispel something that people could have as a possible knock on him, I think that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, and uh, KT, your first – uh, trip here to Indianapolis and to the Combine and all the the experience that you had today, you know, uh, and, and seeing a lot of, you know, we focus, Dane talked about Tunsil and we talked about Collins and just anybody else kind of, kind of, uh, you know, wet your appetite. Because you've seen a lot of tape on these guys. And this is your first experience to, to get up personal, hear them talk a little bit, and see what they're all about.
4: Well, it's fun to go get close to some of those guys who are later in the, day, uh, later in the draft type of guys, the day three guys. And I went to Denver Kirkland and started uh, uh, <laughs> kind of beating him down about, hey, man, you're moving back into guard, right? Like that, you've got to move back into guard, right? He's like, oh, yeah, everyone's talking to me about playing guard. Heaviest guy here. Even oh. though he had to play tackle last year. I know Denver Kirkland's a, you know, a third-day type of guy. Now, but uh, I also, there's a guy I didn't get to see today, uh, and it's my second favorite running back in the draft, and it's Devontae Booker. And I was hoping – I know he's not going to participate or anything right. because of his knee, but I did see that he put on a little bit of weight, which was something he was wanting to do. I think he got up to around 220. Yep. And uh, I, I didn't get to talk to him because th- we were so consumed with uh, you know, dealing with uh, Jason Garrett and all that, and I don't even know if he even came out and did interviews or not. I didn't get a chance we to talk to him. We might see him tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, well, hopefully we do get some. Zeke, too, because yeah. Zeke did not come Yeah,
1: Yeah, and that when, when all of a sudden when you don't start seeing guys – and I wrote about this on DallasCowboys.com this morning, kind of my uh, my combine primer. You start when you don't see guys. You're What's thinking, wrong? Yeah, what medical <laughs> information, what, what What team is holding my favorite running back up from coming in and visiting with me? Right. You yeah. know, that's that's all of a sudden. So, yeah, like Dane says, hopefully we'll catch up with those guys as they come through. Speaking of running backs, though, you know, and, and we like to be a show that, that uh, not only investigates, but... Educate. Educates. Educates uh, the fans out there, and that's our big thing. And, and you know, the Dallas Cowboys particularly, and, and we have a lot of fans out there, just not Dallas Cowboy fans. And, you know, we love the ones we have, but, we, you know, we try and be a full-service uh, show here. But let's talk about maybe what we saw Henry. Der- Henry up there on the podium today, you know, and and, and he was very kind of like uh, the smile was. Well, someone asked him, well, how much you weigh? You know, and here's a guy that you know, well, he almost gave you what he give you two forty nine,
2: two forty seven, two
1: forty seven. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're sitting there going, you know, if you're not a Derek Henry fan, you know, I, I didn't think that he looked now particularly he was in sweats and all that he stuff. He's six like two that. and a half. Yeah. So it's but you're thinking distributed. A, you're thinking about you know a two hundred and fifty pound guy. Now maybe this guy not for the Dallas Cowboys and folks will go out there, they'll go, oh hey Brian, why not for the Dallas Cowboys? You know, I, I think that they're looking for a different type of back. I don't think that. That Derrick Henry fits in his back, but we'll talk about him. What just uh, you know when you were standing there or you got the opportunity to see him with your own eyes, mm-hmm. you know, just any thoughts about Derrick Henry?
2: Uh, yeah, he's obviously the weight. He even surprised. Uh, he was surprised by that. He he said he's been working to add some weight, get stronger. Uh, but even he wasn't expecting two forty-seven. Yeah. Now we'll see. Obviously, you know, is that going to hinder him at all with with the different drills and and things like that? But. He reminded me a little bit of Cam Newton up there, just with his smile. Uh, you know, he was just happy to be there, answer all the questions. Uh, you know, talking about you know his forty yard dash. He's like, oh, I'm not telling you guys, I have a goal, but uh, yeah, we'll see if I get there. Okay, let's
1: talk about that a little bit then. You know, you know, I think a lot is going to be said about, you know, guys like that. We thought that Treadwell, there's, there's certain guys in this draft, and when we evaluate players, mm-hmm. we're, we're interested in seeing, hey, what's, what do we think this guy's going to run? I mean, you know, I'm interested to see what the Notre Dame receiver's going to run. You know, Fuller. I, I, yeah, I'm interested to see how fast he really is. But I'm also I'm, I'm interested in Henry. And I just because from a standpoint of, okay, is this a, you know, the time that we were working with and scouts were working with going into the fall was 4-5-4. Four, so mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking, though, if he runs 4.54 four or better, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a positive for him. But anything, if he goes in that, all of a sudden he's 247 pounds, he runs a 4.68, then all of a sudden do, do people think about him differently? Or, again, is it, I told you so, and he's, he's not going to be able to do, you know, he doesn't create, he needs this, needs that. Is Derrick Henry, does, does, it, does it hurt him in that
2: way? When you watched him on film, what would you think? What was what, what 40 time? Did you think he was a 4-5 athlete? Well,
1: because there's times when he does separate. I mean, right. you see him break in second right. level and go. I'm, I'm not as down on Derrick Henry. I know that there's people out there that do like him. I know there's fans that ask a lot of questions. I'm all, hey, who's not intrigued by a 250-pound back? And I, sure. you know, t- I round up in his case. But if he were to run better, d- does that does that change your thinking about him at all, or is
4: is that uh, make any difference, KT? I feel like I know what I'm getting with Derrick Henry. I feel really good about the the evaluation on him because I don't know if the speed is gonna is gonna make too much of a difference. I feel like I know what he is, and I think it, people kind of freak out just because I'm you know a lot of people may like a couple other running backs better than him. I think he's a third round guy, and I yeah. feel confident in that evaluation. Yeah. A lot of people see him as a second round guy. And, and that's okay, but I, I don't see him as the best running back in the draft or anything. I think it's clearly Zeke, and I've, I like two other guys more than I like Derrick Henry.
1: You know, and okay, Jeff, what kind of player do you think somebody's going to get if they draft Derrick Henry?
3: I, I think it depends who gets him because for all of the I mean, we, we've talked about this guy a lot, and I feel like most people when I talk about him feel like I'm being negative because I point out I it's kind of like I, me and
1: Bosa. Yeah, yeah, Dane, yeah. Dane, yeah. Dane hates I don't know why well. you
2: hate him. But I don't. Right. Yeah, you do hate, know, him, and that's,
3: okay, we'll you hate him. It's very unfair how much you hate him. Every hero
1: we'll, needs a villain. Hey, the boys, villain. we're here all week. We get to talk about him all <laughs> week long if you want. So. well, so,
3: so for Henry, every time that I talk about him, I do point out that if you're not going to give him a clean route for his first two or three steps, like if you've got penetration in your backfield, Derek Henry's oh. in trouble. Yeah. Right. He's in big trouble. He's not a guy that's going to get out of that. But once you get him going, I mean, you see on a lot of his runs, once he breaks into the open field, the dude can go. He can run. And so for me, it's all about what team he goes to. For, so for all of the times that I point out the things I don't love about him as a player, I still realize that if he ended up with the Dallas Cowboys – I probably flip my whole opinion because they can give that to him. Right? Yeah. They give him those steps, and then you're looking at you're looking at linebackers, safeties, corners. They just fall off the guy. The stiff arm is so long; it's just it's so hard to get a hold of him.
2: And that's why I really don't care what Derrick Henry runs in the forty yard dash. I've seen him, uh, you know, speed away from linebackers. I, I care. So you're higher
1: about on him than we are, though. You're a little.
2: I mean, I, I gave him a, what a mid to late second round grade. Okay. I care more about the short shuttle, the three cone drill, yeah. that short area quickness. Uh, the change of direction, because that is, you know, with those longer legs, it is a little tougher for him when he's in the pocket, uh, a constrained pocket, to uh, create on his own when the, yeah. the hole's not there and he can't get to the second level. So the short, uh, the, the short shuttle, the three cone drill, that will tell me a lot more about Derrick Henry than the forty yard dash, just in my opinion.
1: I'm uh, going to get back to these uh, the offensive tackles a little bit. I want to talk about, I'll talk about a guy I was impressed with. And I and I you know I, I like I'm a, I'm a, I like Taylor Decker. I admit it. I got him as a first round guy. But I'll tell you what I like talking to Jack Conklin today. Yep. I, I you know what I really and and what surprised me about Jack Conklin was he talked about a cowboy a, a, a Dallas Cowboy right now who's been making the news here as of late is one of the most difficult guys that he's ever had to face in Randy Gregory. Right. You know, when you talk about, yeah, he's like, hey, man, that first step, you know, and you're thinking, okay, where's <laughs> that guy been? Right. <laughs> High ankle sprain.
2: Yeah. You can't run with yeah, that, Brian. You can't, can't run with and that. And you also mentioned who's been helping him yeah. prepare. Legendary former Cowboys offensive line coach. Yeah. Uh, so Hudson Howe. Right. And so I, I think that's a couple Cowboys connections there. But the thing that struck me with Conklin was, and I wrote about this today, was his praise for Connor Cook. Uh, Do you
1: think that was an act?
2: I don't. You know, obviously, Conklin seems like a good, good dude. He's going to stick up for his teammates, but I don't think he's going. It's going to be. He's just going to stick up for him just for the heck of it. I think he meant everything he said. And now now that's not saying that other teammates might disagree, but I think Jack Conklin, you know, what he's he, he called Connor a leader on our team. No doubt about it. Talk to anybody at Michigan State, and you'll get the same answer. So, Mm. positive praise for his quarterback. You know, all of Connor Cook's teammates are going to get the same question. Obviously, the negative uh, rumors have been coming from somewhere. Um, They're not just made up. So, they're still not going to go away just because Jack Conklin says so. But it does help Connor throughout this process that he has his left tackle sticking up for him.
4: And I think that's a good point, Dan, because it wasn't just a broad defense of Connor Cook. I mean, they, the questions kind of, there were a couple more about specific right. incidents or, or uh, you know, narratives that have taken place over the last few months. And he was, he had his back the whole way. So I guess the you know go ask Jack Allen the same thing and <laughs> see if he takes yeah. gets Connor Cooks back well, too. Or? But
1: if you if you talk about it, I believe it happened though at the at the Senior Bowl some of the buzz started coming down and maybe I'm wrong about this Dane, but Jack Allen kind of I think he started it with some comments that were you know maybe off the record that were made that some people got. Uh, Some people got a hold of that, and they kind of attributed to, you know, well, you know, he is what he is, that kind of thing. So, you know, I I think that uh, depending on what you think about Connor Cook, you know, and and it's it's nice to have teammates, but also that he had a couple of teammates, you know, say, hey, well, you know, and, and, you know, we, and and scouts don't get to watch the practices at uh, Michigan State as far as get to watch a lot of it. So you don't know what the leadership and all that. Is uh, you know going well, on with,
2: with and the fact that he wasn't voted a captain, he, he chose not to go to the Senior Bowl. Right. I mean, th- there are just other contributing factors. Well, there to were four well. games.
1: I was talking to a Michigan State guy. There were four games, though, that he was elected captain of.
2: I want to right. say that he, he wasn't a permanent captain. Wasn't a he, perm- was, he was always a rotating right. captain. As Shale- one of the four, Shalit Calhoun, Jack Allen, and there was one more, uh, Darian Harris, the linebacker. I think were the permanent team captains. But another left tackle who had a lot of praise for his quarterback, Joe Haig uh North yeah. Dakota State uh, he had some interesting comments saying back in 2011 when Con- uh, when Carson was a redshirt along with Joe both redshirts they were on the scout team and when Carson was at quarterback he was by far the best quarterback that the the North Dakota State defense would face i mean he in uh, look at some of these words that that Joe used to describe Carson amazing a servant leader, a master of his craft. I mean, on and on. I mean, Joe Haig was basically uh, Carson Wentz's agent today with the, the words that he was coming coming up with to describe his quarterback. Uh, so I think, you know, we see we saw today that left tackles protect their quarterbacks not only on the field but also off the field.
1: Yeah, that's and I, and I think to me, though, it's really I, – I, I love this opportunity to get to visit with – or at least to hear these guys talk. You know, I, I, I like uh, the – because I, I want to make sure I want to make sure that uh, the uh, that the you know that uh, that we get that evaluation not only from the tape, but you get to see a little bit. And, and I think that and going back to Stanley a little bit, if there's questions about him being soft, you know what? I believe you. I, I believe him a little bit. His his personality and and I, again, I don't have Dr. period in front of my name. But I'm just evaluating body language. Mm-hmm. I'm evaluating how, you know, his, the confidence. That's why Jack Conklin, I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, you know what, this, this kid gets it. I'm watching Tunsil. This kid gets it. You know, and then all of a sudden, if, if I'm a team if, and I'm interviewing Stanley and he has that kind of demeanor, and yeah, maybe right. maybe he's going to be laser focused when he's talking to these teams,
2: and maybe it's not like this is a kid from a lower school is not no, used to the but, media but, but and did, the spotlight. But, did, but
1: didn't his body language and his yeah. answers, if you were a team, would you be concerned?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, and especially because uh, you see it on tape a little bit. It, yeah, you see finesse, and yeah. today during the interviews, Tunsel and Stanley were back to back. And it was uh, just the complete opposite of each other with uh, Tunsil is up there jovial and really uh, projecting himself, and he looked comfortable talking about himself where Stanley was a complete opposite, uh, very reserved and very uh, scripted to a point you know like he, he he knew what he wanted to say, and he made sure he hit on those you know token points so uh, with, with Tunsil, you know if you didn't think he was the best tackle in this draft uh, before today I think you know it only reinforced what you thought so
1: yeah. you sound disappointed by that what's that that you did that, that he came off that way
2: uh Stanley yeah. Well, yeah I was shocked if you I was shocked if you're gonna invest a top 10 pick in a guy you yeah. want you want a mean dude you want a guy that's up there and commands the room and talks about how he's the best and how he talks about you know, Conklin and just command yeah exactly. I mean, he
1: was he was kind of like Decker did
2: the same thing Decker
1: was the same uh, way, yeah
2: Tunsil was the best interview that I, I think we saw yeah. today just yeah. listening to him talk uh about how he's the best talking about how he wants to go uh up the road to Nashville and uh you know help Tennessee turn things around yeah I mean he was very confident where uh with Stanley you didn't get that and there the questions with Stanley go back to his basketball background. He was a top basketball recruit out of the state of Nevada uh, as a senior year in high school, decided to go to the football route, and you see it on tape where you just see a little finesse. You see a little, uh, you know, maybe where he's laid back. And I think Stanley knows this. He's heard it, and so he addressed it today. And uh, But he didn't sell it well enough to me. He didn't, exactly. Oh, the, way that, the way that he
3: addressed it seemed to reinforce the question. Exactly. Yeah, because it was it, it, was, it was night and day. Because at, like, at the end of his media portion... Was the beginning of Laramie Tunsil's. Mm-hmm. So you walked from Ronnie Stanley, kind of standing there, yeah. almost kind of slouched, like, yeah, yeah you know, mm-hmm. people are questioning my mm-hmm. passion, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go show them how important football is. Then you turn the corner, and Laramie Tunsil's standing there confidently. He's leaning, big smile, he, he's like, lean- yes, I'm the best player in this draft. Yeah, how he, you he was guys doing? Laughing, do it? yeah. yeah.
1: He, well, he's leaning over, like yeah. he, he's in the he's in the crowd. They're trying to a- ask questions, and he's leaning down into the crowd, trying right. to trying to answer the questions for you.
2: I laughed three or four times yeah. listening to Tunzel talk about just different things. I mean, he was, he was having fun with it.
1: He was having fun. Okay, we're going to take our first break of the day and then, uh, and then uh, be joined by, uh, by Dan Turner is going to come in and sit in with us for a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that we will be able to uh, look forward to tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have another group coming in through the interviews here, but we're going to have a group that will be on the field uh, doing some work. So uh, we'll be right back with the draft show in just a moment.
5: Introducing ATT Rollover Data. Your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month. All mobile share value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest LTE signal. ATT, mobilizing your world. ATT reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait.
1: Available only with ATT mobile share value plans. Rollover data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash rollover data
4: for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers.
0: Before Jenny met her new nephew, Wyatt, before she drove from Dallas to Marvel, and before she picked up a one-man rodeo onesie down the street from her studio in the village, Jenny got 1% back on tires, 2% back on snacks, and 3% back on gas using her Bank AmeriCard cash rewards credit card. So Jenny got ready to do what she loved with cash rewards she liked. That's the power of the Bank AmeriCard cash rewards credit card. That's Bank of America. Life's better when we're connected. With the Bank Americard Cash Rewards credit card, you can earn 1% cash back on all purchases all the time, 2% cash back on groceries, and 3% cash back on gas. Apply today at Bankofamerica.com slash get cash back. Grocery and gas bonus rewards apply to 1500 in combined purchases each quarter. Call 1-888-224-8735 for details about credit costs and terms. Copyright 2013 Bank of America Corporation. I'm former
2: Dallas Cowboy Everson Walls. As a four-time Pro Bowl player, I know the determination and will it takes to win. That's why when you've been hurt or injured in an accident, you need to
0: call attorney Domingo Garcia. I've known Domingo since high school. When you need a Tejano Tough attorney, call Domingo Garcia. 1-800-L-E-Y-9999. That's 1-800-L-E-Y-9999. I'm Domingo
4: Garcia. Call us now for a free consultation. 1-800-L-E-Y-9999.
0: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock.
1: We are indeed on the clock here from the Indianapolis Combine. The 2016 version of the Indianapolis Combine, or actually just known as the Combine, and I, you know, I almost segwayed and said that you know you used to call it the Open Championship, just call it the Open, right? Yeah, Open. But just the open. so now that I was going to segue into that, hmm. I will bring our draft expert from across the pond, international international superstar for sure, and our buddy from the NFLDraftZone.com, uh, Dan Turner. Dan, so wonderful to have you here in Indianapolis, and and thank you for all you do for. Uh, for us overseas and, and make us think about players in a different light
5: well thank you very much i mean it's an absolute honor to be on here by the way just because i've been watching this show for quite a while now and been on here with brian and dane who i essentially learned to scout off i mean i would um i pretty much learned all i um, all i know just from going through your scouting reports and dane's draft guide and just highlighting words that and phrases that i didn't understand and and googling them and watching film to try and find the to try and find what they actually meant. So that's pretty much how I actually got started in this. So it's a, it's a privilege to be on with you guys.
1: Well, thank you for for being here. And, and you know, I, I'm excited to see you. It was it was fun for me today. And I've been coming to this combine since 1992, and it was fun to see you have the experience of kind of going through and and getting an opportunity to visit with the players. We all kind of shared a, a little story of something or two. Anything stand out to you today? You, you've watched these players, you've studied these players, but the chat, the fact that you've now got to, to see them up close a little bit.
5: Interestingly, I think the really the thing that stuck out the most is actually how samey they are actually to what I expected of them. So to me, the combine is and always has been finding players who I was wrong about in my evaluations, my initial evaluations. So I, I, I basically, I'll be right about 90% of these measurements and 40 times and, Vertical jumps and stuff like that because I feel like I have an idea of these players, but it's about finding the ten percent who I was who I was wrong with in my initial evaluation. And I'm not stubborn. I'll, I'll, I'll um, uh, I'm not stubborn. I'll be I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong with these guys. So oh yeah, you have to do that. So, but, but the initial impressions of today, especially, is that I don't really think I was wrong about any of these measurements or about any of this stuff. So it's actually been a successful first day, really. Well,
1: that's good. I mean, I I'm excited again that you're here. So. And, but you now get to be a part of something, a, a, a tradition here on the, uh, on the draft show. We like to have play a game because of, of Ed Cahill, and it's called Twitter on the 20, even though we are a little bit uh, behind the 20 right now. But I like to get in. I like to have the fan interaction here. I think it's really important that uh, we uh, be able to do that with the fans. Uh, they have plenty of questions here. Uh, and uh, you know, and I'll try and go through. I'll read them to me, and and you see, uh, you know, you guys take a, a crack at it on the answers. And uh, Connor Diaz wants to know. And this, Dane, you can start us off with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor Diaz wants to know: Are you concerned at all about Bosa off the field?
2: It is something that uh, needs to be addressed. Obviously, uh, he was suspended for the season opener, 2015, um, and you know the reports say failed marijuana, uh, drug test. That, that, that was the reason, but I'm also encouraged by the steps he took afterwards, moving out of his apartment, uh, you know, with Zeke Elliott and a few other guys moving into isolation basically. And, you know, kind of, he didn't want any temptation around him. And it's a little worrisome because, you know, did he need to do that? You know, to see if there's temptation around him, is that going to, uh, you know, do you have to worry about him? Cause in the NFL, he's not going to be as closely watched. Uh, and have so a bunch of money. Exactly. You're going to be a millionaire, so a little more tem- temptation might come his way. Something, something to address, but not something I'm worried about.
1: And it, the, the more concern, I mean, Dane spelled it out for you right there, though. Is this something, again, the Cowboys talk about case by case, and you know Noah Spence is a guy. I mean, it's not like to me there's a couple of defensive ends here that are going to be very high on people's boards that have concerns.
5: Well it's interesting because there, there were some players today who had some off the field issues as well and there were was, was some who came out and admitted it and took accountability and there were some who just tried to skirt over the subject so I'm really interested to hear what Joe Bosa says in his interview because to me the guys who skirt over it aren't, aren't really admitting it aren't taking the accountability that they should be so I'm interested to hear what Joe Bosa says but on the face of it, I don't think there's anything serious here. I, I do believe that he's a good teammate, and he just made a few – I think he was just too much of a party-goer early on, and he seems to have changed. But
1: Yeah, it sounds like something I had, a problem I had at LSU. <laughs> Scott Cody wants to know, guys, what are your favorite one techniques? Now, you know me, Dane. I've got to bring this always back to the one technique. That's my favorite position that to that talk about. That team never drafts. The team never drafts. And Garrett was even asked about that today, and he kind of goes, it's a little early, you know, we're just in the – Okay. And then they don't draft one, and everyone else does. What are your favorite one techniques for rounds two through five? You have one guy that you're kind of, Kavanaugh, that you're kind of focusing on. And
2: I think we have the same one.
3: Uh, well, one of my guys I really, really like, and then Dane is just going to chop him down. When I dropped the name Hassan Ridgeway out of Texas. Uh, that's,
2: that's exactly what I was talking about. That's, okay. that's <laughs> our guy.
3: Okay, okay. Then, yeah, we're agreed then. like Watching him on tape was great. Okay, um, what kay.
2: round? What round? But that's the thing. Do you take Two? him at 34? Right,
3: 34 seems sort of high. but Oh, t- we but don't
2: want to play Rich?
1: No,
3: but mm. uh, here's the problem. I, I, You can't play the game of yeah. is he going to make it to me. If you really want to upgrade that position, and that's the best guy on the board at the time, I could take him at 34. I think on tape, He shows traits of both defensive tackles. He shows some quickness and some burst. He shows some power. He's so active. He plays violently. I really, really liked his tape.
2: And we're going to see probably some of these one techniques fall to that second round. And so that's the. I want Andrew Billings to fall. Does an Andrew Billings, does a Jerron Reed fall? Does, uh, you know, some of these other talented defensive tackles that we really like in the end of round one. Sneak through to thirty four, and if that's the case, then it's going to hey, be hard well, to pass our, up. Our
1: brother at the end of the at the end of the table here, though, he has some questions about Jaron Reed.
5: Oh yeah, it's not that I don't like Jaron Reed. I just think that he's a guy who he, he doesn't stay on the field on third down, and I think right. there's there's just a certain you, there is there is a value in that. I mean, the third down is the money down at the end of the day. So I need I need someone who's going to be able to stay on the field. So my my personal favourite is actually one of the guys who I, one of the first guys I watched when starting this evaluations, and that was Vernon Butler. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it's interesting because like, he was, like I say, he was one of the first I watched, and I've I've yet to find someone who actually does the job better. I just think he's extremely strong. I mean, his ability to just handle double, th- not just handle double teams, but actually dominate against them as well. He can push double teams back into the backfield. He can make an impact on passing downs.
1: Get knocks balls down and stuff like that too. Yeah, then.
5: he's extremely athletic. And I think this week he could really... Really put on a show in the combine. He's he's gonna he's gonna, be, he's gonna show himself be one of the expl- most explosive athletes in this entire he's gonna, class. He's
1: gonna take our job, brother.
5: He's
2: <laughs> really. <and> Vernon <laughs> Butler's a really good player, so That's he's a, spot yeah, on. There.
1: He's spot on. There you go. Uh, Justin Byerly wants to know, uh, and this might take a little thought. You guys, maybe you could come up this together. What do you think it would be most likely the top five picks? Something you're willing to bet on the th- the first five picks of the
5: draft. Start with number one. With Tunsil. I yeah. think
3: I think that's one. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be really surprised Tunsil'd if that one. wasn't. I
2: one. actually think Ramsey's going to be number one by the end there. of it. Uh, and it's I think yeah, you, I mean that uh, if you're if if, and if the Titans stay at number one, I think those are the two guys that you, you know we're looking at at at, at number one okay. Tunsil or, or, or Ramsey depending on which direction they want to go. Okay, let's
1: just say for sake two to one. We'll go we'll go Tunsil number the second pick. Belongs to the, uh, the Browns.
2: The Browns. And you assume they go quarterback. Uh, you know, uh, who knows if they actually love one of these quarterbacks. But uh, for sake of the argument. Was Hugh
3: Jackson telling the truth today? When yeah. Hugh Jackson said that hand size is really important to him? It is. Because and and the rumor is Jared Goff's hand size.
2: Let's be fair. We don't know Jared Goff's hand size yet. I said the rumors. Yeah, <laughs> the rumors are he's a tiny-handed man. <laughs> we will find out tomorrow what okay. the hand size is. Really, the threshold is nine and a quarter. You it, guys
1: it, have a chance to come over on my Lynch bandwagon if you want.
2: Well, no, I want a quarterback that's oh, really okay. good. Oh, okay. I, I want a good quarterback. <laughs> uh, if, if Goff can hit that, that benchmark, then, you know, I he's going to be in that conversation to be the number two pick. I'll, I'll say Goff is the pick at Okay, we'll two. say
1: Goff at two. You, you, you okay with
2: Goff at two? Well, again, I
5: just think that um, small-handed quarterback, I actually honestly think that it could be Paxton Lynch at number two. Oh, wow. Been, um, I mean – his stock is all over the place. He could go
2: as high as number two or as low as the second I'm round. I'm liking this guy. No, Paxton Lynch, three to five years from now, he could be the yeah. best quarterback from the class. It mm-hmm. would not surprise me at all. Once yeah. he learns
3: to play quarterback. He's, <laughs> so <good. laughs> he's, just, he's
2: so young in quarterback years. He needs time. He needs reps. And uh, he checks okay. boxes. Let's,
1: uh, let's say, let's go golf. Let's, ball, go, huh? let's yeah. go golf. Okay, number three.
3: Ramsey. Buckner? I like Buckner Buckner there. 3-4? Right.
2: San Diego? Defensive line. But Ramsey could be Ramsey. They need impact guy, especially with Weddle. Uh, It sounds like he's leaving San Diego. They need a new impact guy in the secondary. Could be Ramsey at three.
5: Ramsey Buckner. Buckner Ramsey.
2: Basically, they just need an influx of talent onto their
5: their defense. It doesn't really matter where it actually is. So I think that... Okay, that I'll, I'll
1: th- do this. I'll do this for you then. I'll do this. They take Butner at three. All right, now you got the board to
2: Dallas. Bosa Ramsey.
1: Bosa Ramsey. Jack. Jack. You know, you've got Wentz, the board. Yeah, you got the board. What do you think?
3: What do I if, think they would do, or what would no, I? No, no. What to do? do you think
1: that they're going to do? That I was the question. I think they would
3: probably go Bosa. That's what I. Think. That would be my first guess because it's a it's an impact player. At out of those three, probably the most valuable position, and they have a need there.
5: Right. If I knew that the Cowboys were going to transition to cover three next year, I'd draft Jalen Ramsey and make him the cornerback. And I think the Cowboys would also, but it's like, the one, it's like the one scheme that they didn't really play last year, so I would be tempted to say it's probably going to be Bosa in that case. Okay, if they
1: play that single high stuff, which they like to do, though, we're comfortable playing Ramsey down. Yeah, and playing, and they're going to play. Let's let's be honest. They're going to play Byron Jones at safety. safety. He yeah. ain't playing corner anymore. He's going to play safety. We're all okay with Ramsey playing down and being that guy, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. Right? No, absolutely. absolutely. As a hitter, as a physical football player, as a cover guy, all of it. Yeah, putting him in, putting him down in the box, and asking him to cover different guys, play the run. Okay, all of that.
1: We all love we all love Ramsey here, but okay, now make an argument for Bosa. He's a defensive end.
2: He's, he, he's a pass rusher. I, I don't understand how people don't like his tape. I, I think it's mm. dominant. I, I think he's constantly doubled and triple teamed. He's not he's not that Von Miller is going to scream off the edge. He's not Randy Gregory where mm. uh, it's just you know the lower body uh, it, explosion is ideal. But he's so his hands, his leverage, his understanding of sure. how to beat the blocker in front of him. Um, and Taylor Decker mentioned it today. Yeah, uh, he was asked the question who's the top defensive uh, lineman you faced, he mentioned Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And that's he men- a good teammate right there. He ma- yeah. He mentioned about Bosa that, you know, if you have a weakness or if you make a mistake, he's going to find he's it. Gonna find he's it. going to find it. You're going right. He's going to expose you. And so, yeah. to me, I, I think that's why Bosa, he's one of the top four players in this draft. He's there at four. I, I like the pick.
1: Is your is your buddy here speaking the truth?
2: Yeah, I, I think
5: so. I think Bosa is the best defensive end in this class just purely because... He's the only guy in this class who generates consistent pressure. Yep. Is it? I mean, no Spence can get, no no Sprints will can will generate pressure and will get sacks. But if someone gets the hand, if an offensive tackle gets their hands on him in the first three steps, and the play is pretty much over. Are and we Shaq, sleeping on my guy Shaq Lawson? Is that what's happening here? Well, Shaq Lawson is good as well. But the fact is, he's he's more, a nice player. Yeah, but but I heard a but. You know Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, when I say consistent pressure, I mean that Bosa will get other people
2: sacked as well. Yeah. Right. So. It,
5: it, Okay, let me ask Uh,
2: you that. that He just painted a perfect picture of why I don't care about the sack number. I care about pressure and disruption. That's what Bosa brings. I don't care if he has four sacks or ten. It's about the pressure that he'll consistently bring. I think that
3: I think that's the best point about Bosa too, because I've been saying the same thing about him week in and week out that I don't think he's a ten sack guy, but he's constantly separating. But 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 if the pressure,
1: if the pressure doesn't happen, if the pressure doesn't happen with him, are we going to look at him in a different light?
2: Well, sure. If he doesn't do his job, then, yeah. you know, it's it, – it, But uh, You can I say th- about anybody. I, right. think, I, I, I don't think that's, that's an going an to be the case. That's I mean, the unfair. I, right. I, 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 even as a rookie, I think he'll pay immediate dividends.
1: Okay, final, final pick. Who do you got?
2: Uh, number five is the Jaguars. I would no,
1: s- no, I'm, I'm known for the Cowboys. Screw the Jaguars. Whoa. No, I don't mean to say that because we're an a, a all-service show. No, uh,
3: On this board, we've gone Tunsil, wanna- Goff,
5: Ramsey or Bosa? No, Butler? no, no. I just
1: want to know who the Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh. Cowboys. Um, Sorry about the I, Jaguars.
5: I would pick Ramsey. I think they'd pick Bosa.
1: Okay. Jeff?
5: I would pick Ramsey. I think they would pick Bosa.
2: Bosa.
1: Bosa all the way? Or Jack. <laughs>
2: Don't forget Miles Jack. Once <laughs> what Miles you? Jack runs at his pro what day, I'm back you? in.
1: You know what? I, I, I personally like Jack, and then I would pick Jack, Ramsey, then Bosa would be my three he hates
3: Bosa, I don't th- hates
1: Bosa. I I think that, <laughs> I think you guys make interesting arguments. I don't. I mean, I don't have a. I understand. I am not killing him like you guys think I am. Like I'm killing golf too. Yeah, I'm not killing. These guys. It
0: I
2: think the Greg Ellis comparison kind of. Uh, it, it, it a lot of fans think Greg Ellis and they think, oh no, at four I don't. He was a Greg good Ellis. player. He was a good player. Played the
1: run. Am I right? Played the run, okay. got his occasional
5: sack.
2: He didn't put consistent pressure on the pocket. Like I think Bosa. I can. think
1: you're overrating that with him. By I, the way,
5: I think we all. Uh, I think we all see Bosa in the same way. It's just the fact that. Oh. No no. It's just no, but it's just the fact that you, <laughs> <laughs> you say you say eight to ten. Don't let me guy. in with you, clown. He says I don't hate the guy, and then right. we talk. To just I'm just so confused <laughs> right now. <laughs> but you say eight to set, eight to ten sack a year, guy, and it's, it's almost like a bad thing. But I, I no, do, no, 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 six to eight,
1: it. six to eight is what I said. That's Greg Ellis. Six to eight. Well,
2: okay, okay. What about uh, what about Zeke? Is he someone? Oh, yeah, God, Yes. You would take him over Bosa there. Yes. Okay. Well, you didn't mention him. So, I'd
1: yeah. I mean, I would, but I, I'm just trying to think. Of, but they won't. Yeah. You know me. I'm not going to take anybody they want.
2: I'd consider Treadwell there. Yeah. Y- you have to. Yeah.
1: Tunsil. Who else? Tunsil, anybody yeah. else? Yeah. If, um, if he was nah, there.
2: Not. I mean, I love Tunsil. His best player in this draft. But your offensive line's is already great. Why you? Why not address another position that needs? Oh, I'm just
1: trying to stir it up here, Dane.
2: Because you go from great to the
3: best ever.
2: You don't need the best. Why Darren don't you want to be the best yeah. ever, Dane? Darren McFadden just ran for 1,000 yards. Does he want 1,500? And that's why I'm not taking Zeke, because I can take any <laughs> running back uh, okay, in back there. Okay, how
1: about this? Rick Miller wants to know, will you compare Bosa to Watt? Can it, you do that?
2: They're different players, Okay. Uh, not to mention uh, he, Watts. He wants
1: to know, and that's fair.
2: Watch two inches bigger, 20 pounds heavier. Um, Stronger by nature of his size sure i mean that's yeah. they're just they're Better different, overall. different body by nature of his size they're they're different players <laughs> what's more you, quick twitch you, as a player <laughs> right
1: you want me to go on
2: <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that's why.
1: He, <laughs> sure, you, I'm not killing him. I'm just you're spe- not. No, I'm making you guys think.
2: Oh, if we compare my, Bosa to I'm Watt the host. then yeah, Bosa <laughs> will sound like he's uh, he's an average NFL player. But that's why he shouldn't be compared to guys like J.J. Watt.
1: Oh, Keith says Jalen Ramsey adds more versatility to this defense than Bosa. Is that true or false?
2: If you want to key in on versatility, then sure, because Ramsey can play. He could. You could put him a linebacker if you wanted to. I mean, he's he could play anywhere you want in, in the back seven. I, I don't care where you p- want to put him. He can play all those positions. I'd so,
3: Miles Jack at all those positions. Sure,
2: yeah. yeah. So if you want to talk about just versatility, then sure. But I'd also argue that you, you can talk about the secondary all you want. The pass rush will impact the secondary uh, in, a, in, a, in a big way. I don't care how good you are as a corner, you can't cover for six to seven seconds. Where if my, my defensive end can get pressure, then my corners, I can live with some eh, so-so corners out there. So, uh, give me pressure. Give me guys I can get to the quarterback.
1: Okay, we're going to take one more question here, and then we got to take a break. Uh, let's see here. Oh, duh, 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 duh. uh G T Baker. That'd be George T Baker.
3: Dear Brian, would you take Bosa in the third yeah. round?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would you take him in sixty-seven? <laughs> I might hand the card in then. I don't know. No, I, I, I these guys are absolutely right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just having fun with them. All right. Not really. Okay, uh, at the draft show, with the need of defensive players, do you see the Cowboys trading down to get extra picks for a defensive end, a defensive tackle, due to the depth at at that defensive line position? If you're going down... Depends how
3: far. To me, it... it, it it's probably not good business to trade away from the guys that you think are special players. Right. If you include Bosa oh in that gosh. group.
1: Thank sir. you for listening. What happened? I said that to you. I'm glad you listened to oh, this.
3: okay. You're <laughs> welcome. Tune in all the time. Yeah, like, I don't want to get away from – now, for me, that includes a couple of different guys, though. Like, I don't want to get away from a group that includes Ramsey, Jack, um, Close is at the end of it. I'm, I'm, I'm close. Well. I'm between. Yeah, and Zeke. Like I can't go outside he of the hates top us eight. So or much nine. right now. <laughs> and that's fine. We're allowed to disagree. Oh, absolutely. Eventually, we'll look back, and somebody will get to say really exactly. mean things to somebody. It, it'll
1: be Dane hosting the draft show, and I'll be bagging groceries somewhere. But yeah, go like, ahead. I don't.
3: I don't. I, I don't want to get away from that group. Although a part of me does look at look at it, and it's like, well, if I'm going to take Bose at four, and I could go down to nine and take Shaq Lawson, and have. What can I get for that? Can I get an extra two?
2: Yeah. I'd that, rather have Lawson right.
3: in a two than Joey Bosa.
2: And that, that, that is obviously a big part of this scenario is what are we getting back? At, you know, is it, is it worth our while? And trading back doesn't always – is not always the best way to go.
1: Danny, can I interest you in something? Uh, can, I you, can I get you to pick at four and come back to the draft at 20? Can I get you to come back in at 20 and give me I, – I, I, I talked to Mike McKagan, the the general manager for the Jets – And he's interested. He's very interested in in if somebody, he, Mike wants, wants he wants picks. He wants picks. And Michael told me he thinks he's at the very end of maybe the first round run. We talk about those 18 to 20 Mm -hmm. names that people have on their board. Not not everybody has 32 first round grades. We all have somewhere between 15, 18 names. And, And Mike thinks he's at the very end. Can I get you to give up your two and your four to come back up into this draft at 20?
5: I think Cowboys fans massively overrate how many needs the Cowboys have this offseason. So, honestly, I, I wouldn't – it's the fact that even if they traded down in the first round, I'm only, I'm only trading down to get more picks so I can trade up later. And, honestly, I would take that deal because th- this could be controversial here, but the Texans pick – Oh, go one. ahead.
1: We do it all the time on the, this show. The
5: Texans pick at 22. If you, if you take a defensive player at four, then, to me, Christian Hackenberg is the last – potential franchise quarterback in this class and I think you have to get ahead of the, the Texans to be able to get him or if Paxton Lynch falls that far or if one of your first rounders falls that far so say Zeke falls that far you can get a franchise change of that whereas I don't I'm not sure that you can get the same at 34 so I would I would 100% be interested in trading up
1: can I get you to trade back in for two and a four
2: it depends on who we're trading up for if we're trading back up for Zeke yeah I'm doing it. If we're trading back up for Lynch, <laughs> yeah, I think what I'd do if, that too. What
1: if he was going after, what if he's going after, he's trying to get the pull of Carolina here and go back-to-back back defensive ends? What if you draft Bo said four and then maybe you're going back in for Lawson? and would you go back in for another defensive lineman?
2: Well, why do you do, why do, you do that when you have Lawrence? Yeah, you do, I don't think well, you need to do that.
1: Okay, I'm just trying to say maybe you know the little you know you're not going to bring back. Let's be honest here. I
2: said we got to stack these up
3: like club sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, we stack up. Well, I'm these all DLs. for that. I you know
1: I'm just trying to make you think about something because you're thinking about going back in for you know a quarterback. You're thinking about going in for a runner. If
2: you're trading up like that, you want an impact player, and I think there's going to be some guy. There's always a player that falls, whether it, you know it could be a quarterback like a Paxton Lynch. If Zeke does slip to twenty. I'm doing. I mean, I'm not going to take Zeke at four, but at 20, I, w- I, would, I would use my second and my fourth to go up and get
1: him. What if, what, if, what if Treadwell is the slider? And that's yes. possible? Yes, yes,
2: Do yes. That. Go get Do it.
3: him. Yeah. Go okay. get him.
1: Maybe my Lawson idea yeah. was a bad Even idea. Even though I right? like the second and oh. third round receivers, I'm just yes, trying to make you Treadwell. thinking. Okay, we're going to take our final break for the night, and then uh, we'll be right back and get in some more discussion. These guys already hate me enough. I'm assuming I can get them to hate me a little more here on the Draft Show. Geico asks, which is easier, playing football or saving hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? When you score a touchdown, you're expected to follow it up with a dance. And if you haven't trained properly, you'll end up embarrassing yourself with what looks to be a poorly executed version of the foxtrot in front of the whole country. But switching and saving with Geico online, over the phone, or at your local office is easy. And at Geico, any celebration dance works for us geico saving people money
0: for over 75 years
5: introducing at&t rollover data your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month all mobile share value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest lte signal at&t mobilizing your world AT&T
2: reminds you to never text and drive.
5: It can wait. Available only with AT&T Mobile Share Value Plans. Rollover
1: data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com
4: slash rollover data for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers.
1: Papa John here. People say all I think about is pizza. That's not true. I spend a lot of time thinking about what to eat with my pizza.
3: Introducing our new garlic knots, made with fresh dough and garlic Parmesan seasoning. Try them for the limited time, online-only price of $4. Add a large two-topping pizza for just
5: $10 more. Order now at PapaJohns.com. Better ingredients, better pizza. PapaJohns.com limited time offer not valid with any other coupons or discounts prices participation delivery area and charges may vary additional toppings and taxes extra
1: Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine brings you behind the scenes coverage with in-depth player stories entertaining columns a pullout poster and of course your Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders subscribe now and get 32 issues throughout the year including our season breakdown and the stunning cheerleader swimsuit issue Star is delivered to your door for only $39.95 per year or go digital for just $14.99 a year through our free Star Magazine app. Call one eight seven seven nfc boys today.
0: This, this is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock.
1: We are indeed back on the clock here from the 2016 NFL Combine from the Lucas Oil Stadium here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Looks like the darkness has set in. I don't see it snowing. It was earlier, but uh, we'll sure enough be out there in it uh, here in a little bit. Uh, Brian Bross joined here by Dane Brugler by Jeff Cavanaugh and by Dan Turner. Uh, we're arguing all things NFL Draft, discussing all things NFL Draft, and try not to hurt me NFL Draft at this point in time. Hey, guys, um, there were a couple of late questions that popped in that I just want to make sure that we maybe get a hold of and just just to kind of spur the conversation on a little bit further. And I appreciate these uh, guys sent in, so I'll, I'll, I'll continue on a little bit. Uh, Maurice Kimbrough wants to know, do you think Elliott will make make the biggest impact in this draft? Will he make the biggest impact
2: and, you know, I get this, of all the players? I get that question a lot from a lot of fantasy football uh, fans, you know, and about quarterbacks and these receivers. And it so much depends on fit. So much depends on where he ends up and, uh, you know, how he's going to be used you know but Zeke is scheme versatile i mean he transcends scheme he can fit whatever your your offense wants to do um so i think he'd be an, if you want to tell me that Zeke's going to be the most productive player from this draft i won't argue with you
5: yeah cuz Zeke is probably the best player from this draft class, just in terms of – it's only because the running back position has got devalued. Hallelujah.
1: Someone agrees
2: with me. You can make that argument, certainly. Yeah. He, yeah. He's that good. I mean, yeah. the fact
5: is I don't think he's even that far behind what Todd Gurley was last year. In fact, mm-hmm. I would say he's that's closer fair. to Todd that's Gurley fair. than he is to Melvin whoever Gordon. the third court, third running back is from the last Yeah, but you years. better be
1: careful. That guy to your right right there might slap you for saying if he's better than Gurley. <laughs> uh, or, oh, that's okay. We'll nobody's that anyway. nobody's going to say that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <I think,
3: laughs> if anybody said it, yes, I would get physical. <laughs> but no one's going to say that. That'd be crazy talk. I got you. Okay Maybe, maybe more complete, and okay. I think Gurley can catch and block too, but Zeke may hold the edge in other yep. categories. He's not a better
2: runner. Don't have the durability question either.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah Eddie H. wants to know. Uh, Where who was will, his interview? Yeah, mm-hmm. who will have the better career, Bosa or Ramsey?
2: I'll bet on Ramsey. It's it's tough. I mean, I, I like we, we like both these guys. I mean, we're we're splitting I know, hairs. I know, you know, you're it's right,
1: but, but you know, it, it, which
2: impact player is going to be really good? Right. right, all of them. Which right. impact player is going to make an impact? You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got hey, Ramsey. Fan friendly here. Ramsey's three on my board. Bosa's four on my board. Okay. So you know, it, it, we're splitting hairs. Ramsey has more upside, in my opinion.
5: So I think, and I, and I think he's also quite likely to actually hit that upside. It's just that Bosa, I just see him as a safe pick. So Boy, we're going to invite you back Could,
1: for making points like that. Is That's it possible that Bosa has?
3: I don't want to say hit a ceiling, right. but it seems like he's more advanced than most college football yeah. players. Like and He's winning with technique. He's winning with hands. Oh, yeah. He's winning with all these yeah. things. And, and is su- he what he is? And are a lot of other guys, do they have more room to grow?
2: And I'm surprised when people use it as a negative because right. – He's more of a sure thing. He's more of a, you know, because a lot of these guys with upside. I don't think he's more of a sure
1: thing than Zeke is, though. No, yeah.
2: No, yeah, I definitely agree there. But, you know, we talk so much about potential and upside with these guys. It's it's unrealized potential at this point because they haven't reached that, and there's no guarantee they will. But with Bosa, you have a better idea of who he is. You know, there's more puzzle pieces put together uh, with him as a prospect.
1: Sebastian wants to know, guys, who are some possible later round defensive gems? Is there anybody you got on that third day that you're, you know, you want to, you're going to bang your shoe on the table and try and get everybody's attention there? At there's always Valley Ranch or some other few. place around them.
2: I, I think if a guy like Xavier uh, Howard, you know, slips a little bit, oh, I like him. Would love to get a get my hands on him as a player. Uh, put him at corner. Um, I'll tell you a, a sleeper that I really like out of North Carolina Central, Ryan Smith. Uh, he's a player. Oh, of, the corner! Yeah, the corner. We'll see him here this week.
3: That's a fluid moving dude. Yeah, and he's also <laughs> a big
2: time return man. So we'll uh, we'll see him how he performs. A lot of people don't know about him, but I think he'll gain a little bit of steam here. Um, who else you got? Who do you got, Danny? My favorite day three guy is probably Eric Murray
5: from Minnesota. Yeah. You guys saw him at the senior bowl, right? The he'll hit you in the and mouth. And to mm-hmm. me, he's yeah, a really physical press bail corner. If you run a cover. If, if Seattle took him, I'm sure he'd become a starter within two years. There's actually quite a few cornerbacks like that who Seattle will just love because of that. But
1: oh, they love all these tall, these six o six o one two guys. Every one of those six one guys, six they they
5: love those guys. What kind of grade yeah. did you give Murray? Uh, I gave him a early third round grade. Right. Yeah. That's I think going to fall down. To day yeah. free, I probably. gave him
2: a late third, early fourth, so we're close. Can I yeah.
3: throw out a random name and you guys tell me what you thought or what you've seen from him? Because everybody talks about the guy who put up all the numbers at OU, Eric Stryker. Right. Mm-hmm. I watched the guy on the other side, Bond, Devonte Bond.
2: Devontae Bond, right.
3: And I thought he had some pretty darn good tape. Like that was a guy that showed an ability to cover some. He made people oh, yeah. miss on the move mm-hmm. as an outside linebacker. I thought there was something there.
2: No, yeah, I think you're right. He did get overlooked quite a bit, but he, he can play. And I think he'll have a good combine, and uh, yeah, especially with Stryker, I don't know, where we're, where were you playing Stryker?
3: I put Bond in front of Stryker, that's why I'm asking oh, agreed, the question. Cause I, think, I think Bond I would rather have on my NFL team than his teammate who got all the headlines. agree, I
2: have a better feel for what Bond can be in the NFL than I do for Stryker.
1: Anybody forgetting about our boy Brown from
2: Akron? Josh, Tavis Brown, he's... Don't know where to play him. <laughs> but he's going he's to gonna, you know, he's gonna be my special on te- special teams. teams. He's going to be the
3: special teams captain yeah, yeah. In, what, I- a... Big nickel linebacker,
5: don't know. But the Cowboys have quite a few expiring free agents this uh, this um, this off season who are actually their best special teams players. So, for example, James Hanno is one. Right. Um, well, they're still trying
3: to replace the one they lost last year.
5: Then you got Kyle Wilbur, Danny McCray. I think is out yeah. of contract. So, th- if they lose any of these guys, and you, you do have to be able to get some of these special teams players, and then so so Travis Brown. I mean, I think he's well.
1: You one get of most it, you get a situation players. too where just hearing that maybe they get a fourth-round selection compensatory and three sixth-round hmm. right. compensatory. So, you're right, Danny, you do some damage.
3: When do you guys think some of the the small school pass rushers will go?
1: Like the OG, Victor Ochi, what is it, Jadon, Abs- How about, how about right. App State? Mm. Uh, no, Ronald <laughs> <laughs> Blair. If Ronald Blair doesn't go in
3: the top 50, uh, I'll come back on here and –
1: no, you don't have to on, do that. I'll, I'll yeah. gnaw on my shoe. Yeah. yeah. That,
3: dude's,
5: that dude's good. Wouldn't he be nice to get in the third round?
1: Well, Danny, have you, I'll, Danny, I'll have you seen him? Have you, oh, have yeah. You, have you seen the young uh, man from App, App State? Yeah. Blair, I, Blair? Actually,
5: I actually watched them because um, Dane wrote an article before the Shrine game saying he saying he thinks he might be the best player there. And I watched Blair after that, and he was absolutely, <laughs> How
1: about you doing that? No, <laughs> And to, to me,
5: I was absolutely bemused <laughs> that he'd even got a, a, a Shrine, he was going to the Shrine game instead of the Zini ball. Because, right. I mean, this guy can play. He's got, he actually reminds me a little bit of DeMarcus Lawrence, just in the fact that he's quite short, quite mm-hmm. stocky, but he, he has length, yeah, powerful, Long heavy arms. hands. He can, um, can capture the edge as well. So, so to me, yeah, it's a very similar. I don't think he's quite as advanced as DeMarcus Lawrence was, but a similar sort of player. How
1: about brothers from Missouri?
2: Yeah. Like him, inside linebacker, another backer. short
1: guy, but yeah. he makes a million and plays. he is slow. battle.
2: He is slow. He's not going to run a good time here, but uh, th- he. How does see- he play
1: so fast? He then?
2: processes everything. He knows what's happening before the offense does. So he's he's able to beat blockers to the spot. Uh, he, the way he sees the field and then processes it is outstanding. So there's a place in the NFL for him. He's one of the top sixty players in this. When draft.
3: we when we were watching him, I think what they had the listed forty like at four seven something or four He's yeah. playing
2: faster
5: than that. Yeah, right. so, To me, Brothers is basically the same as Paul Dawson was last year. To me, just yeah. <laughs> but the, the big difference is is that Brothers <laughs> actually plays like he has some like he actually <laughs> understands his limitations. Paul Dawson was a was an an unathletic guy who used to try and. Hard, which block. you couldn't do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Carlos exactly. yeah. brothers actually actually understand what this about? game better than anyone. So, hey, you don't want to hear my player. Paul Dawson
1: story. <laughs> 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 they have a file on me at CBS Sports in New so York. So, if I do it, <laughs> if can
3: I do it and have a folder with the Cowboys? No, <laughs> don't say what I said
1: about Paul Dawson on love that. Paul Dawson. Love Paul Dawson. Okay, b- uh, we've got uh, we got a little bit of time here. Let's see, we got about uh, 10 minutes to go and right. uh, get in some more com- conversation about uh, maybe what we might expect tomorrow from these offensive line from the running backs that kind of uh you know what we'll see on the field is there anybody you think is going to look great and you know who will be that guy that all of a sudden it's like we're not really talking about him but now we're talking about him and everybody's knee-jerk how
3: about about how about a guy that uh i think it was dane that was asking him the question we were talking to tyler Irvin the San Jose State mm-hmm. running back and Dane asked him what are you gonna run the forty in and he said four twos. Yeah. He said the goal is the four twos. And we watched him and he was a little guy listed oh, in the one seventies, but he said Remember how he was tough he
1: was in at Auburn game? He said
3: he was playing in the one nineties. Yeah. He said that they're ninety five yeah he said they weighed him in the spring, but when they actually were playing football he was in the one nineties and boy he looked pretty
1: good. I didn't see I didn't think he was bad during the senior bowl. No. I mean I no, thought there was but you watched that Auburn game and you're and he's number seven at San Jose. So I mean you swear you're watching that kid at LSU running the football sometime when he was solve it. Who you got?
2: Uh, well, first off, yeah, I have to point out that Devontae Booker, Jonathan Williams, Jordan Howard—you know these guys won't be working out, unfortunately. Sure. I was really looking forward to seeing them uh, with the injury questions, but uh, I want to see Zeke. I want to see what he does. I want to see—I uh, want to see him in action. You know how how fast can he run? Uh, some of these offensive linemen. I think Jack Conklin. We for as much as we talk yeah, about, sure. how that's what I was going to say. Uh, nah, don't think like that. I come up with your like. own guy. We're, for as as <laughs> come much up as with we talk new one. about come up Conklin up with new as uh, maybe more more power than quickness, I think he's going to perform really well. So does he? Not only, yeah, yeah. Not only in the forty. I, I mean, I think he'll be right around five five flat, uh, but the agility drills as well. So I, I think Conklin could help himself.
5: The guy who, I mean, like I say, I was going to say Conklin, so thanks for that, but (laughs) but another guy who I'm quite interested in is um, Trey Madden from USC. Now, he's had absolutely no publicity at all so far, and he's... um, He's good. Because he's barely played at all at USC, he hasn't had any snaps at all, They they had good players behind him, they had Javorius Allen last year, but to me this is a guy who i feel exactly the same way about trey madden this year as i did about carlos williams last year like almost exactly having the same grade on them the reports are going to be the same way and carlos williams had a really good rookie rookie year and i think you can turn athletes into running backs more than any other position and to me trey madden is he is actually an athlete so i think we might see that tomorrow in the running backs and Another guy who I'm quite intrigued by as well is Joe Haig from North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, he's the best reach blocker in this entire class. His ability to just get front side of guys in zone running, and so I think he could run quite a decent three cone time. He'll probably have a decent ten yard split in the forty. So, I'm interested about him as well.
2: And unfortunately, we're not going to see Madden because he, he's not working out. Because oh, no. he had uh, he had a knee, and really, that's that's the that's the the bottom line with Trey Madden is he can't stay healthy. Yeah. I, I, I think he's going to get a reject grade from a lot of these teams because the medicals are just going to come back so bad Um, and it's unfortunate because he's a really talented player Um, uh, he played some linebacker at USC was a really good running back so yeah really unfortunate for him because he is a good player
1: who helps himself the most tomorrow guys those we're talking like the the second third round guys of the running backs of the of the offensive linemen, maybe there's, you know, the USC center, somebody, I mean, they, they, this is a pretty solid not group. working out. He's not working either. Oh, no. He's okay. not ready. Okay, so I'm just saying though, the, the, the guys, and I was just going to say, there's an impressive right. group of centers and stuff in this in, in draft well, the,
3: the running back group is really interesting because I don't know if everybody feels the same way, but to me, there is sort of a jumble or a group of guys. Oh that yeah, I'm third oh, that's what I was round guys. Saying, right? yeah. I mean, if Paul Perkins comes out here and smokes everybody in the forty and right. looks great catching the ball, yeah. Now all of a sudden, is he in front of a couple of guys that you have
2: oh, listed Dixon, there in the third and Dixon's fourth round? Dixon's a
1: guy I moved up into the second round after. Some Senior Bowl stuff that I've I had seen on him. I
2: want to see Collins impress me because I, when I watch him on tape, I see a guy that's going to get what's blocked for him. Is uh, a reliable guy, and there's a place in the NFL for him, How for Alex dare Collins.
4: You.
2: <laughs> I want to see him impress me, though, in the agility drills, and you know, I, I want to see I want to see him pop off uh, the film when we watch watches combine stuff. So I think for me, Alex Collins, I want to see what he does during the agility drills.
5: Keep your eye on Kelvin Taylor because to me, mm-hmm. Taylor isn't actually. Oh. Taylor isn't a chef. I told you a story about Taylor.
1: <laughs> oh, did you time? <laughs> I timed his dad. You timed his yeah, dad. go ahead, Danny. Timed his dad. <laughs> <laughs>
5: but Taylor won't be a top ten running back in this class just because he's purely a zone blocking runner. But the fact is, for the Cowboys, he may even be a top five running back on their board just because oh. he is such a perfect fit as a one cut and goes outside zone runner. He can yeah. has the speed to be able to get to the edge. He can. Um, he, he makes good reads, and so to me, I think he could. Uh, he's in that sort of probably third echelon of running backs, maybe third to fourth round, maybe a little bit later than that. So, he's, he's probably the guy who I have my eye on at the top of the fourth round.
1: Who's, my- who's the most overrated running back?
5: Do you
1: have uh- one guy that everybody's talking about, everybody's buzzing about, but there's there's one guy you're like you're hoping that somebody else takes him.
3: Mine's Derrick Henry, but. Okay, if he came look to look Dallas, I think he'd be really
5: good. So,
1: Well, take Derrick Henry off then. Who do you else you got?
5: Mine is Devontae Booker because I think that he mm. has, he has, a, he has a really good film, which I like, but to me with running back, it isn't just about the film with running backs. It's the fact that he's had a huge workload. He's going to be 24 years old during the season. Yeah.
1: Now, wait a minute now. You've got to watch what you say about age because I, sh- I gave a high five to a guy. When I came into the airport yesterday, my man Terrence Newman was on an escalator going the other way, and he saw me. And he, and we
3: Now, Devontae Booker was 36 years old playing <laughs> against 16-year-olds. No, no,
1: no, no. Weird. Let me tell you this, though. They said the same thing. If you always remember, they said the same thing before that Terrence was drafted. He's an older guy. He's the one guy still playing but in this, is, this league.
5: This is running back, though. I just, uh, I'm just compl-
1: talking about when you say that about – go ahead. Oh, get sorry. him. Running back's completely.
5: <laughs> and there is actually a strong correlation. I can't remember – uh, no, you are right. You are right. Yeah. I'm just telling you about old
1: Every time you say something about an older guy coming in, he plays for like 12 to 13 years. Right.
2: And Booker <laughs> doesn't avoid contact. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. you know, that's he likes to be a pinball where he's going to bounce off guys. So durability is definitely something you he's have wearing to consider. Tada. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Did he make Did he make a point about this though? He, I mean, did you know Oh, sure.
2: Oh, sure. And, you know, with all these running backs, you have to you have to wonder about that. Some guys are are better at taking contact than others and you know Booker, he's a competitive runner. Uh, I and love what you see on film, um, but you do have to worry a little bit about his workload and and, and the durability that comes with it. So it, it does factor into the equation. But I, I think these running backs, I, besides Elliott, I like a lot of them. I don't I don't love any of these guys. I don't hate any of them either. Right? I, I you know they're all kind of clumped together in that second to fourth round range. But uh, you know we mentioned Kelvin Taylor. My favorite Kelvin Taylor stat. He's the only running back in this group that has not fumbled in his career. He's, he also, not, the yes, well.
3: he's also the only running back I watch that nobody blocks for. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <forward> <laughs> well, no, 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 in no. Florida. That
1: kid at Illinois, Ferguson, it's, oh, where, yeah. it's uh, far, yeah. it's far yeah. worse yeah. for him. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, But uh, it, can I get any love for Procise? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. He's uh, he, he says he's 100% now, which is great, because he missed basically the last sure. five games in the Notre Dame season. Uh, he's going to do what the forty, the broad, and the vert here. He's not going to do anything else uh, until it's pro day. But Procyse is a top five running back for me. I, I'm really, I hate when people say, "Well, he's only going to get better." Because I, I hate it's over cliche, sure. but I, I really think Procyse is going to get better and better. I hate I when people say that. I <laughs> don't do I hate it. Because he's so young at the running back position. You know, once he gets – those instincts are going to develop as an inside runner. I, I think he'll really improve once he gets more reps.
3: Really impressive tape for a guy who – what was it? A couple of weeks before the yeah. season started. It was like, hey, welcome yeah. to running back. That's impressive tape.
5: Well, I just talked about turning athletes into running backs, and that's just exactly what you're going to do with CJ Proseis. So mm-hmm. He has very little wear and tear. He already understands the game, and I think that's, that's – with these guys who have just changed, as long as they as long as you have a general understanding, if they make the right reads, they um, – read their keys they read their blocking then in general you can turn these athletes into pretty good football players so so i, I agree on Prosize. size
1: that's interesting
3: how about a little love for our rambler at texas a&m huh
1: i'm with you on the rambler
2: trey carson how about trey carson uh, unfortunately he's, he's not working he's out he pi- he's banged up
1: a lot of banged up
5: guys I don't want to
2: run four the- seven anyway yeah <laughs> okay with the shots fired <laughs>
1: All right, well, that's all the time that we have uh, for the Draft Show. Thanks uh, so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your questions. Uh, We always appreciate that. Thanks to my guys here uh, hanging out. Uh, Appreciate Danny. Thank you. Look forward to having you on more this week. Jeff Cavanaugh, I'm debating whether to put you back on or not because Thank you. Thank you. you got a debatable opinion. Thank you. And Dane Brugler, you will always be on this show because oh. I have mad love for you as a drafter.
0: Oh. All right,
1: For our, for Kent Garrison, I'm Brian Broaddus. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Make sure you're following all these guys uh, uh, on their Twitter accounts. A lot of great information. Make sure you're following us on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, a lot of stuff going up. Jason Garrett, we have him Uh, broken down for you. That'll be going up and we'll be uh, kind of uh, hanging out here in Indy and just getting you ready, so take care.